Welcome back to the Reality Gurus podcast. We have a great show for you guys today. We have the episode two recap of Survivor, David versus Goliath. We got Dave's winners and losers, where Lewis was right and wrong, our top five players of the week, and as always, remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Okay, let's do it. Walk out the door. What is going on, reality fans? You are tuned into the Reality Gurus podcast. I am, as always, Louis Colangelo, and I'm joined by the fire-making kit to my cyclone, David Mack. What's going oh, wow. On? That's, not, that's not very good. That's not... A... Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm burning out quick here. Yes. You, uh, the idea is that to... To come on to the podcast, you need you need the Lewis to bring out the Dave. Oh you right, need, right. Yeah. So I can't have my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> my idea. <laughs> All right. So we're back to talk about the week two episode. Uh, big blindside at the end. We will revisit it at the end again. But what is your initial reactions on the decision to vote out Jess instead of? Lairsa. <laughs> She's made it twice as far as I thought she would. We're only in episode two. Yeah. And I don't know. It, Is that why you picked her like 11? Yeah, I mean... For, <laughs> Ninth, I think. <laughs> she was my underdog. She was my dark horse candidate to make it far, and so far... She yes. hasn't got out yet, so... Better than two people. Yeah. But, I mean, on the episode... I don't... I would not have voted out Jessica, I don't think. That wouldn't have been the decision I would have made. I think... Lyrsa did a little talk in there at the end to save herself, so kudos for that, even though she's still not a good player. but yeah. uh, It's tough to say. I think I probably agree. I probably wouldn't vote out Jessica either, but we can get into that a little bit later. But uh, as for now, we're going to take it to the top of the show. We had uh, you know a little rain montage talking about... Uh, the cyclone, which Dave, I just want to let you know, that was a cyclone. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jeff Probst. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. So uh, we get that, and then uh, surprise, surprise, no one has any dry wood. So Christian says he's going to go out to get some firewood. He actually says he's going to go out to get some bamboo. And I think last season, or two seasons ago, remember whenever uh, the fire's going and it's like a gunshot and Ben mm-hmm. gets all like freaked out? Uh, I think I remember in like an exit interview or something like that reading or hearing that like bamboo if you like burn it it like cracks like that is it really flammable as far as woods go I don't know I don't know I'm no fire I gotta, master I gotta, I gotta see in materials class so I don't know <laughs> I mean, they don't they don't know anything. They they got fire making kits on day two. Yeah. Week two. Yeah. So uh yeah, I thought I thought that was a little strange, but regardless, so Christian says he's going to get some wood. Nick says, Hey, I'll come too. So we get the Nick, Nick wants all over Christian's wood. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, he's all over Christian's wood, and he's also all over his brain, talking about what could have happened if Pat stayed. So, which really saved Nick. 
Yeah, and they both acknowledge, first Christian does, then Nick, each in confessionals, that if Pat was not medically evacuated, Nick would have went home. So, And that makes Nick, in my mind, a much better player because of how self-aware that, that confessional was. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Nick, as we'll get to it a little in the player rankings, uh, he had a great week, I thought. And like I said in my uh, honorable mention last time, I thought he had he showed the potential to be really good, and I think he proved it uh, this week. So we get them talking, gathering wood, and uh, we get the Steven and JT comparison. And at the end of it, we get the formation of the Mason-Dixon line alliance. <laughs> I, w- I would think that the Mason-Dixon line alliance would probably be like someone who's from a state above it and someone who's from a state below it. You would think, not just both touching it. And isn't that kind of uh, contradictory? It's not really really an alliance. Like the Mason-Dixon line is what divided the country. Yes, but they're on the same side of it. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) So it works That makes it even better. Yes. And it might look a little bad for Survivor PR that Jessica was voted out, so now there's three people who were voted against, basically, by the Mason-Dixon lines. Uh, two of them are African-American. So, <laughs> Not so, saying anything directly here, but uh, you yeah. might want to watch your back there. Yeah. So if you thought Big Brother 20 was controversial, just wait, <laughs> wait on Survivor here. Um, so we get that, as we mentioned earlier. We got the fire-making kits. I've heard mixed responses about... Uh, you know, oh, back in the old days, they wouldn't have gave him that. And some people are like, they got hit by a cyclone. Give him a break. Which I feel like that's kind of where I come down on it. They've had, like, worse conditions, like, in All-Stars when, like, nobody drinks any water for the first, like, three days or something like that. Because you they gave you, like, a pot and a machete and that's it. So, like, unless you can make... Fire with no flint, you're not boiling water. So I mean, that, this, these people did go through it before, though, and they signed up for it again. That's so. true. That's why they did it, I think, because yeah. they wanted to make it, like, the most extreme form. But, yeah, so it was, you know, kind of... I mean, I think people could go either way with it. I really don't care about it that much. They already give them water out of a well. Like, it's pretty softened up compared to the old the way it was before in terms of the survival aspect. So, fire making kit, take it or leave it, whatever. They both get fire. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So, then we get Kara and Dan, and Dan has gotten a great spot for his idol. Did you hear about it? No. Can you tell me about it? I couldn't find it when I looked for it. Yeah. So, the thing is that... uh, to find his idol, you have to look in his his belongings. Oh, oh. Because okay. the idol is now in his possessions, so the one place that is the most safe is with the rest of his possessions. To me, this whole situation is like, where's Waldo? Yes. And Dan is the five-year-old who's never played this before. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> And he thinks making him bigger than the rest of the characters and putting him in the middle of the page is a very good hiding spot. And it is not. Kara has finished the worst. Even better, they're playing, you're playing hide-and-seek with a five-year-old. Yes. They just stand in the middle of the room. <laughs> with a blanket with their, over with, them. With a blanket over them, yeah. <laughs> with their eyes closed. 
it's never gonna find me here. But uh, yeah, so we got that, and I mean, I get that people's like belongings are kind of all over the place, but. I feel like if you have a balled-up sock in your suit jacket, that probably means there's something going on, especially if the other sock is nowhere in sight. So uh, we get that, and Dan says, Girl, calm down. Nobody's going to look there. And when he says this, that's when you can check off in your mind that in about 20 minutes, someone's going to find the idol in his jacket. (laughs) In about 20 minutes. He might come out as gay. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> so uh, we stay with the Goliath tribe, and we get the Kara uh, talking about. I still want the girls to trust me, and so we get Natalia, Angelina, and Kara, with Angelina kind of taking the lead. And forming this alliance that seems to be the majority at the Goliath tribe for now. She says, Kara, you have Dan. I have John. Natalia has Alec. That's six out of ten. So this is our alliance now. And by the way, we are the core three of it. And so we get Natalia talking about it a little bit. And she says that they're running the game and they know it. And I don't think other people do. Which... I agree with, and this kind of lines up with what I said last time that I thought the girls of Goliath would run the game. What do you think about uh, this alliance and the members in it? I'll tell you what. If Nick was naming alliances for this team... Be the cool kids. JP's nightmare right there. Yeah, the women's alliance. (laughs) The women's alliance he dreaded. Um, I think they're in a really good spot. I don't really think anyone suspects them not necessarily to be aligned but to really have any power because i mean all the guys are so big and strong and it's not like they're dumb but i think they are a little uh overconfident in themselves yeah i think out of the three guys i think dan is honestly pretty dumb yeah he's my winner pick but i think he's pretty dumb honestly uh john i think is the probably most self-aware and best player of the three. I think Alec is kind of in the middle mm-hmm. where he's probably going to be a half-decent player, but I think he's going to shoot himself in the foot. At he hasn't point. gotten much screen time yet. He's gotten like two confessionals. Well, the challenges. I mean, Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. He, he's the I'm a screen time insensitive. Yeah. In the sense of he's a monster in the challenges. He is, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think the best part for the girls is that, you know, you hear a lot on Survivor about like physical threats and all that. And we saw in Survivor Cambodia where there's, like, Jeremy, who's, like, a big, strong guy. And to cover himself up, he aligned with all of the other big, strong guys. He called it, like, the meat shield strategy. So, like, yeah, Jeremy is obviously a big target, but there's always a bigger target on the board. And I think even if the girls get found out as, like, this real close group, they're always going to be like, well, the guys are with them, too, and the guys are more threatening to us. Mm -hmm. So... I think they're set up very well. And Plus, Kara has Dan in yeah. the in palm her back, of her hand. back pocket. Ask in her front her. pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we also get, when they're like talking about, oh, we should go for Mike or Natalie, uh, they're talking about Mike, and we get the scene with 
Jeremy and Mike with the spear. <laughs> Possibly the funniest, the funniest scene so far we've seen. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. He says, hold this. Now don't stab yourself in the foot with it. And don't lose it. And then he like stops. And Where would like, he go with it? <laughs> yeah, just throws it into the ocean. Uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm pretty bossy, aren't I? I should work on that. And Mike just says, yeah, think. I think it was... <laughs> Uh, one of the realer moments we've seen. It was like a a real insight into how uh, they actually are. Yeah, it's a good at, character. Moment. A tribe. Yeah, and their tribe, and not a tribe. At, a tribe. Yeah. <laughs> at their uh, at their camp and um, you know, camp life. Camp life. Yeah. There you go. Couldn't come up with that. Yeah. <laughs> There's your shovel, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, been digging a ditch over here for the past 10 minutes. Just going to bury myself in it. Yeah, so we get uh, some more Jeremy and Mike. We get Mike uh, standing lookout as Jeremy looks in Dan's jacket. Says, ooh, this sock doesn't belong in a suit jacket. Hmm. Takes it out and says, hmm, there's something in this sock. Opens it. It's the immunity idol. He puts it back uh, and he tells Mike... Dan's got the idol. Probably, Kara probably knows, which she does. Uh, great moment for Jeremy. And the thing that doesn't uh, bode well for Dan here in this scenario is I think he caught... Everything. Everything. <laughs> Not only is his idol found, but he knew exactly where to look for that idol. Like, they yeah. all know that he's dumb. They're like, oh, he probably just put it in a suit jacket. Looks there, finds it immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Jeremy says... Something like, I'm not surprised that it's in his jacket. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> we all know Dan's an idiot over here. <laughs> so we get that idle talk, then we throw it back to the Davids. And speaking of Davids, we see Davy mm-hmm. find an idol of his own. Uh, your number one pick. The number one overall pick. The number one overall pick. Turns out to be pretty decent so far. Yeah, I think... We'll talk about it a little more when we talk about the elimination. He's not in a great spot on the glut or on the David tribe, but he's not in a bad spot either. He's I, a path to claw his way out. I feel perfectly fine with Davy's position right now, honestly. Whoa, voice crack. So <laughs> anyway, um, so we get that. We see a little bit of David tribe strategy talk, and we see Carl making a big mistake. And telling people he wants Lyrsa out, which isn't a super bad move, except that there's four other people there. There's Jess, B, Nick, and Elizabeth. And one thing that I've learned through watching these reality shows is when you want to make a move, you go to one person that you trust the most and you tell them about it and you talk about it. You get them on board, and then you say, okay, who's the next person that this will work with? You go to them. So Carl should have said, we want Lear's out. Go to Jessica and say, hey, we, you know, we think we should vote out Lyrsa. She'll agree. Then they'll go to Davey. They'll agree. Then probably go to Christian and Gabby next. It should not be a group discussion ever. Yeah. Be- Until you're all on the same page. Like, by chain links, you know? Yeah. Because I, I feel like you may not be on the same terms with everyone in that group. You may feel like you're aligned with all of them, but you don't know how they all feel 
towards you or how you're going to present your information. Especially a big group and at the beginning of the game when you really don't want to give up too much information about yourself. I thought this was pretty bad on Carl and this conversation is ultimately what's going to lead to Jessica's demise. And I mean, it is Carl's fault, but Jessica, I mean, in this moment and through the rest of the episode, she's like so pompous and like says everything like so matter of factly, like you can tell she thinks she's running the game and you know, she just gets blindsided pretty, uh, pretty well later on. So we see the beginnings of what's going to end the episode right here. Um, so then we go back to the Goliath tribe and we get the Goliath love fest where everyone is getting along really well. We see uh, people, you know, getting boogers out of people's noses and also making sure there's nothing in each other's teeth. That is, that's a big thing for Angelina. Remember, she doesn't like the teeth. Oh, right, right. So uh, we see that. We see people joking around, giving massages. We see Jeremy is taking a dump naked, and he gets hit by a wave, and everybody laughs. Everybody laughs. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Goliath is going so well. It's all fun and games. All of us are having a great time, right? We're all having a great time. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Napalm Natalie. What? (laughs) She coins the nickname. Uh, Natalie is... We get another Natalie is a bad player montage. Not the best at reading social cues. Yeah. She... (laughs) My favorite part of this actually is not the conversations with her, but when... It looks like they're kind of adjusting the shelter, and there's like six of them like pushing on the roof, and we get the Natalie voiceover, and she says, "There's a lot of work to be done around here, but I'm dealing with it." And there's all these people physically pushing the roof, and she's sitting on a stump like five feet away. Like, well, I mean, she's a CEO. Yeah. She's doing her job. That's what she gets paid millions of dollars probably for. Yeah. So she's she's delegating, and. Uh, she thinks that she has really good relationships with everybody. Um, we see John come up to her. He says that Natalie's kind of an out, outcast, and that makes him want to work with her, which I definitely agree with. Usually you see like stuff like this happen, and it'll be like, you know, like where Nick, say they did go to tribal council, and Christian actually found a way to save Nick. Nick is, like, indebted to him now. Mm-hmm. And so John, I think it might be thinking here that, okay, Natalie's on the bottom. If I can help her get out of the situation, maybe she'll be loyal to me. It's which, just another number for him. Yeah, which is a great point. And so it, like, I think it works the best for John because she, like, is kind of calm throughout the conversation. But he says, I don't think you're as close with Dan as you think. And she's like, well, why do you say that? And he says, well, he says it's you next. And she's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, don't say anything, though. And then she says... Proceeds ev- to tell everyone. She says everything to everyone. And uh, so we get that. And then we get the people talking to each other. Natalie's crazy. Edit. We see Natalie not giving a shit about it in confessional. And we eventually get to Jeremy saying, I'm going to help Natalie. He tells her that... Uh, he's going to attempt to help Natalie. Yes. He's he, going to say, look, 
you don't really, I don't think you're that self-aware. And she's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, like you're, and she says, I know what self-aware means. And he's like, well, all right. But, (laughs) and he's like, so why do you think that you get along with everyone? And she says, because I do. I don't even know. (laughs) What do you say to that? That's the perfect comeback. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if she means because I do think that I get along with everyone or because I do get along with everyone or if she's just an idiot. I this think... is like the the Goliaths get the edit of the five-year-old this week yeah. with Dan hiding in plain sight and <laughs> Natalie giving the most classic five-year-old answer everyone anyone has ever given. Yeah. So this happens and Jeremy's like, all right, well, and he hits the nail on the head here. He says, okay, well, I think with the lack of self-awareness thing, that sometimes you think that having an idea is the same as doing something. And she says, that's not true. That is 100% true. She's been doing that the entire time. She'll say, I think we should do this. And they'll say, okay. And then everyone else does it except for her while she just sits there. I think he nails it here and she gets a little upset and he tries to like calm her down. He eventually gets her calmed down, but then he, you know, just, he's still trying to help her and she's just not having it really. So then we get her going around to everybody and she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know why you would vote out the weakest person. Well, hey lady, when nobody wants to go to tribal council, they vote out the weakest person so that there's less of a chance they go to tribal council. Right. So she's saying... Especially when your team's packed full of people who aren't weak. Yeah. She's saying, I, like, I can't... I'm no threat to win this game. You say that at the final eight. You don't say that with 19 people left in right. the game. Right, yeah. Because they're going to say, you know what? What? Yeah, you aren't good at anything. You suck. You can't Why help are you me. here? Yeah, you can't help me. How yeah. about I vote you and out? her going home eventually... Is not for, like, anyone's bigotry because she's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they genuinely tried to align with her, and she just still wasn't having it. Yeah, there's... Yeah, not only does she kind of do it to herself by being lazy and standoffish, but now there's people actually approaching her, and she still doesn't get it. Um, I think Natalie probably sticks around for a while just because the Goliaths are so dominant in the challenges. But I think... I don't think the season ends well for Natalie. Um, I also really like Jeremy's line when he said, uh, she's been married for 24 years, and that means someone loves her how she is right now, so she's not going to change. That was like, perfect. That's hitting the nail on the head, too. It's like really accurate. I've never thought about stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was... Uh, are really, as Christian would say, an, an apt comparison. So uh, we get to the challenge. Uh, my MVP, two-time MVP, is Alec. Um, kind of seems like both tribes sucked at the puzzle a little bit, but Alec ripped through the beginning part and on As he does, that's going to be his edit the whole, until he gets voted out. Yeah, challenge beast. Um, he also is the one untying the bags from like that thing that's in the water we also got uh the lvp was b she sucks (laughs) (laughs) that's basically all i have to say 
I think that I could have done that. Like, I'm a pretty athletic guy. I think I could have done that a little slower than Alec. B is a professional athlete, and it took her longer to do that than it took him to go all the way up and do the same thing and for a group of five people to row out 150 feet, untie five bags of whatever, yeah. and row back. And she's a very the ocean. physical professional athlete. Yeah, she's a mixed martial arts fighter, and she can't pull a piece of wood out of a hole. I think she's done that a few times before, pulling wood out of holes. Yeah. I mean, sexual. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so, uh... Unintended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> B, also spelled the same as bi. Oh, coincidence? I think not. Yeah. Who knows? Conspiracy watch. <laughs> yeah. B, conspiracy watch. So, uh, pretty interesting. It took an hour <laughs> to put the puzzle together. And I thought it was really funny that, like, the Davids would be like, oh, they're finally putting something together. And then one of them would look away and start talking, and they drop it. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, we're getting it, drops. Yeah. (laughs) Christian says, I think the key to this puzzle, and drops it. (laughs) (laughs) We had a whole monologue planned. He wasn't focusing on the puzzle. He was focusing on what he was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. So, in the end, I mean, unless the Goliaths, like, got really far and dropped it, like, twice... They weren't great at it either, but this is also, like, I think that this challenge, when they do it, like, individually, where it's, like, stack, like, the word up, and, like, you have to go back and forth and get, like, eight Mm. blocks, that's hard by yourself. Now you have to make sure that that mistake isn't made by five different people all at the same time. This challenge, I would say, was fairer than the last one because of how hard the puzzle was. That's not something that... It's bordering on luck almost yeah because you can't muscle your way you can muscle your way through the first part but if you can't do that puzzle it give, it leaves a lot of time for them to catch up yeah so uh in the end goliaths get the puzzle and the davids have like eight pieces out of like 50 <laughs> so uh i also like lyrsa and the rest of the people who weren't participating bitching at each other during this. I thought that was pretty funny. She says, I know, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it's like, she has clearly the wrong piece, just like, kind of trying to put it on, like a toddler. Does it to go put, here? Does it yeah, go here? Trying to Everyone, put a square, the week of the toddlers. Yeah, a square peg into a round hole. And they're like, hey, that doesn't go there. And she's like, I know it goes on the puzzle. on the things, like, obviously, guys. <laughs> it's like, well, go get something else. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> but uh, It's like when you know you're wrong and you're like, Psh, I know, I was just making sure that you knew I was you knew yeah. what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just checking. I was just checking. So uh, so the challenge is over, Goliaths win, and we go back to the David tribe, and we see Lyrsa saying, like, man, they're big as shit, like this is pretty crazy. Like, they're really good at these challenges. And Gabby's like, yeah, like, they're really good. Nick's like, yeah, they're really good. And B's like, I think that's, like, wrong. And it's like, oh, really? In what sense? And she says, uh, in my sport, technique beats size every day of the week. Which, yeah. Well, you don't have either. <laughs> yeah, first of all. <laughs> um, uh, so B, I don't know if she's watched any film on herself. But I've, I've watched some MMA. 
And yeah, there's She's not doing her walkthroughs on yeah. that night before. We saw, we just watched the uh, Habib and Connor fight, and Habib had better uh, technical grappling abilities and really helped him win. So, yeah, she's right there, but she says, size, it, technique beats size. The MMA is broken up into divisions based on size. You don't fight people yeah, you don't that see. are that much bigger than you. They're like, all right, matchup of the century, heavyweight versus featherweight. Like, yeah. no. You don't see, like, who's a well-known small? You don't see Conor McGregor fighting Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Lesnar would kill him. He weighs 100 pounds more than him. It's like... Yeah, so there's something to say about technique when you're fighting people who are within 20 pounds of you. Right, yeah. So, it's... I thought that was pretty dumb. Um, but then we also get the real point of this part, the strategy talk. We see three main things happen. We see Gabby kind of not liking what's going on with B and Jessica. They aren't really including her that much on the plan. So she's going to go to Learson and Elizabeth and be like, Hey, I'm with you guys. And they're like, great. So that's part one. Then Christian comes over and they're talking so then Christian gets some alone time with Gabby, and you said you thought that other part was the conversation of the day. I thought this was, <laughs> she's like clearly freaking out, and she's like, she's having like a silent freak out, like a lot of college students like us have in like the library and stuff where it's like, fuck, I have a test in five minutes, and I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> and But she's not like screamer or anything. She's but like, then, like her, you just kind of fight through it. Yeah, so she's playing, she's playing in the sand. She's like freaking out. She's like, Christian, what is happening? Are you going to protect me? And he's like, yeah, I want to protect you. And she's like, she says, do you want to play with me? And he's like, you can see in his face, he's like, of course I want to play the game with her. And he like, as he's thinking that, he looks down and she's like vigorously playing in the sand. He's like, oh, do you mean in the sand? And she says, <laughs> no, in the game, you idiot. Like basically. And he's like. You can see the conflict. Like. Devil and angel on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's like, oh, well, that's what I originally thought. And she's like, playing in the sand. Like, Christian, I want to play this game with you. Do you want to play with me? We're talking want... about the game. Yeah. Do you want to play with Jessica? And he's like, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. <laughs> You're reading into things again. Yeah. So. Classic fight. Yeah. We get that. And then we get a uh, little bit of Christian and Nick. And Christian says, Yep, there's two clear sides, but no matter what, Mason Dixon making that decision. <laughs> and we see Nick even say, I say we vote Lears out and keep the tribe strong. So uh, we're going to go to tribal council. Everyone knows that Jessica goes home. So I want to talk about this part a little bit more in depth. I think Nick is ultimately the swing vote here. He's influenced by Christian, but they kind of, I think probably came to the conclusion together but i think the person who made this happen is gabby she decided i want this thing to happen and christian says well she's my number one ally so i guess i'll do what she wants and by like doing having her little freak out she actually effectively made what she wanted to happen happen oh it happened to me a million times <laughs> something i don't want to do <laughs> Well, then the waterworks come. Yeah. It's all downhill from there. Do you see this? 
as a little bit of a weakness from Christian, maybe his first weakness that not even that like because I don't like this decision that they send Jessica home, that he was so he was swayed so easily. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird. Like with Christian and Gabby, they seem like they're both half decent players. They're both like pretty aware, pretty smart, and I think that they both know that one of them is probably going to have to cut the other eventually. Mm. And I originally thought Christian is the guy to say, Gabby, I'm really sorry, but I don't want to sit in the final three with you, so I'm going to vote you out of four. But now I'm kind of thinking like Christian might, like as a guy who, I mean, they bill him as this guy that's like, doesn't like date a lot of women usually, like the Cochran type, even though I think he has a girlfriend. But, um, you know, he's kind of seen as this, like, not really emotionally aware person. Mm-hmm. And now he's being flooded with emotions from Gabby talking about, like, her being upset. And I think what might end up happening is eventually she's going to be upset about something. He's going to comfort her and decide to go fully on her side. And then she's going to come to her senses and say what am I doing? I can't be Christian. Mm-hmm. And Christian might go because I think it's like the same thing as like JT and Steven in token chains where JT wins the last immunity and he brings Steven to the end. They were like bros from the beginning. And then people at the final tribal are like, Steven, if you won, would you have voted out JT? And he's like, the player in me would like to believe that I would vote out JT. And everyone's like, oh, JT wouldn't turn on you, but you would turn on him. But it's, Two different things because JT is definitely going to win. He wins nine to nothing. Right. Like, he's going to win. It's not a bad move for him to bring Steven, so he might as well to make himself look even better. Steven has to take the risk of looking kind of heartless to, you know, send JT packing. So I think that sort of thing could happen again where Christian could bring Gabby because I think people by the end of this will respect his game. But for the time being, he's he's on my radar here. Do you want to do you want to hear my hot take on Christian? Yes. That it's possible, not necessarily thinking can happen, but it's my hot take. So I'll I'll put it out there. Okay. Uh, I th- I think Christian is a little too into the story of the game that yeah. he wants to paint himself as this guy who makes a ton of big moves, and that's what you want to do in Survivor. You know, you wanna you wanna have a like a resume built up for yourself by the end. I think that merge come merge time comes and he tries to advance the story and makes a move on somebody he shouldn't merge boot. He tries to pull a big move at the merge and pisses off somebody he shouldn't have and gets booted. Yeah. Early. And I think he's also on the Goliath's radar because of that first challenge. So I think you know, he thinks could go well for him, but I didn't love what was going on with Christian here. So, anyway, we get to Tribal. Uh, it looks awesome. Uh, spooky. Yes. Just in time. Woo, spooky. So October. Yes. Uh, we hear that B's vote is going to be on performance. Um, it's also really weird that she's saying this because in Survivor, there's a rule that you can't write your own name down. Yeah, she sucks. She was terrible. <laughs> Says I'm going off performance. 
What is okay, Lyrsa? Can you actually not write your own name down? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she. That would be an awesome strategy if you could. Oh yeah. Because then you could be like, so who keeps voting for me? <laughs> <laughs> like you could just keep villainizing people. That'd be, be like, an awesome oh, who turned on who turned on our alliance? Yeah. <laughs> like Rupert when he comes back after fair play votes for me, he says, who voted for me? <laughs> Cut to confessional. It was me. <laughs> Rupert, the least craftiest person to ever play Survivor. He would never do that. But anyway, so uh, we get another great line. There's a lot of great one-liners from this oh, episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. We see them talking about trust versus performance. And Nick says, well, you, I, everybody trusts Mother Teresa, but... I don't think she could have ran that challenge today. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> so uh, we get and talking a little bit. Jess seems pretty entitled. Lyris is like, oh, shit. I don't know what I'm doing tonight. And Jess is like, <laughs> we shouldn't start playing at tribal council. Um, uh-huh. You shouldn't stop playing three days before tribal council. You should council. Uh, stop putting your foot in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, you got something in your teeth, actually. It's not a booger. It's your own foot because you're an idiot. <laughs> so, but um, All right, so we got... Need some symbols. Yeah, the votes come in. Lyrsa, Jess, Lyrsa, Jess. Lyrsa, Lyrsa. And at this point, I even turned to you and I was like, oh, shit, they did vote her out. And then Jess, and I was like, oh, oh. It's, it's Jessica. And then Jess again. And then you see people looking around at each other and Jessica's like, it, you can see it on her face. She's like... I just ate shit so hard here. <laughs> and then second person voted out, Jessica. Um, the vote reveal was great because... Usually every- they don't do it that way. They went back and forth more, I think, than they usually do. Yeah, well, the thing that they usually do is, like, if they know, like, there's a certain amount of people that are going to vote for this person and a certain amount that are voting for that person, then they'll kind of get to that as quickly as possible. Right. So if it's like... The, the definite votes. Yeah, so if it's like, you know, there's four votes here and five votes here and two votes for someone else, they'll do like the other two, then they'll go this one, that one, this one, that one, and they'll go back and forth until there's one left. Right. But this one, they said, okay, everyone knows that there's going to be a bunch for Lyrsa and two for Jessica from Lyrsa and Elizabeth. Right. So they get those, and then they say, okay... It's those two by themselves, and now it's Lyris is going home, and they say, Gabby, Christian, Nick, boom, boom, boom. They mm-hmm. all voted for her as well. Uh, it was a great vote reveal. It was a good tribal council. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. Um, better elimination reveal than in episode one. Jeff, uh, Jeff wasn't up to snuff in no, episode one. No. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, you said you did not like the move to get rid of Jessica. What is your uh, shorthand uh, as to why? Because I have a, a reason too. I mean, my reason is basically just that Lyrsa was a better vote. They would have been stronger with Jessica on the tribe than Lyrsa. I mean, it was nothing against... It was nothing super strong for Jessica to stay. It was more that Lyrsa sucks. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much of a difference it makes. It makes some kind of difference. Um, but I think that the reason why I might not love this move 
is that Elizabeth doesn't she doesn't really vibe with like Carl, Davy, Jessica, all that. And so if you if you're Christian and them and you vote out Lyrsa, now it's like you have a group of like eight that like actually trust each other. Mm-hmm. And like that might you might think it's like not good because there's Carl, Davy, Jessica and B or like if it were to break up, you have those four and you have Christian, Nick, Gabby and who else am I thinking of right now? Davy. Oh, nobody because Pat's gone. Right. Oh, so it would be Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe this was the right move actually. Another <laughs> thing, but I thought I thought it was uh I thought it was even at four and four then if they vote out Larissa. But yeah. So that that could be an issue then because the other solid four might be more solid than Christian, Nick, and Gabby, and then hey, also we have Elizabeth. Right. So what I was gonna say is like if it's four and four and then you could bring in uh Elizabeth mm. as your fifth, then like you're you've lulled them into a false sense of security and you still have the numbers. I originally was like, this is a bad move because if you lose again, you gotta vote out either Carl or Davy or B. Either that or you have to betray the people that you just like basically pledged your loyalty to. And then I was like, you know what? Getting rid of B is probably a really good idea because she sucks at yeah, everything. Yeah, you were saying that before the episode, and I think you might be right that she has the next boot written all over her. Yeah. I mean, tattoo that thing on her. Give her a Mike Tyson face tattoo. B is going home next week. I'm calling it right now. Tattoo it on Lyrsa. If it's wrong, that'll be my Lewis is wrong of next week. But I think B is undoubtedly going home next oh, week. Oh, man. Either that or she's the next person to go home for the David. Yeah, can't yeah, control yeah. Right, right, right. If Davids go to tribal again, B will be voted out. That's my that's my take. Okay. I, I think that the Goliaths will go next next week. Yeah, I have a feeling that they will as well, actually. Which will I think will be very interesting because I don't know for sure that it's gonna be Natalie. I really hope it is. Yeah, honestly, I like everyone else on that tribe. I don't yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so that'll do it for the recap. Up next we got Dave's winners and losers, where I was right and wrong last week, and our top five players of the week. All right, so Dave, we want your winners and losers of the week. Um, since I am an eternal pessimist, mm-hmm. I want the loser best for last. Okay. Give me the losers Loser, last. Losers last. So All right. who is uh, your winner? Spoiler of the week? alert, they are not the same this week. Whoa. The bugs have flown away. The bugs have flown. They've flown the coop. They've flown the coop. <laughs> Much like chickens. All right. Yes. So my winner of the week should be fairly obvious. Uh, Jeff Probst. I mean, he's not out there in the rain like with the rest of them. He's not playing Survivor. He gets to go back to his hotel on probably a different island. I don't know. Yes, and different. live it up. Drink at the bar. Do whatever he wants. Commute back in the morning and not have to deal with any of it. Get except drunk, get drunk with Pat. Assholery. Yes. Um, this past week, there was a forecast that said it wasn't going to rain. And I got off the bus about a quarter mile away from my house. And I took 20 steps and it started pouring. And that sucked. So I agree with this. Jeff Probst, as always, in the best position because he gets to be dry sometimes. And we- plus, I mean, when you're in Fiji, like... 
It's so humid. I bet I've never been there, but yeah. well, I, would, I would be willing who's to this bet. Guy? Yeah, I'll meteorologist. Meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just gonna be damp for weeks. Yeah, that's gonna. <laughs> I'd, be... I'd much rather, as much as I hate the cold. I would rather have it snow on me than rain, just because of how ingrained Ooh. it is in you. Despite the fact that snow is cold, that's a hot take. I don't know if people would want to be covered in snow all the time. <laughs> but I'm saying you can brush snow off, but rain soaks into your clothes easier, is my point. All right. I see you. I see you. Okay. All right. So how about your loser of the week? All right. Possibly my, my, my favorite loser. part, the loser of the week. All right. Going into week two, we know that everyone's getting dirtier. No, no one's keeping up with their hygiene except the teeth. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Excellent teeth. We haven't seen anyone uh, trying to scrub their own skin off with the sand yet. <laughs> to wash their face. So, so scrubbing, my... scrubbing, uh, scrubbing your face off with sand, that's a new one. Never heard that before. <laughs> so, going along with this hygiene theme, theme or lack thereof, uh, my loser is Lyrsa's nose piercing. <laughs> because... I'm pretty sure she's not keeping up with uh, the cleaning of that, taking it out, you know, every few days, getting some uh, rubbing alcohol in there so it doesn't get infected. <laughs> I bet that uh, swells up and gets real infected in the next few weeks. That's my hot take. I'm full of hot takes today. You don't like my nose ring? No, 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 no. Are, are you kidding me? No, no, I don't know. Who won the first it? challenge? <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. Just saying. It might get grosser. <laughs> Just because the rest of me is disgusting doesn't mean my nose ring is. That, Are you kidding me? I had this written down in my notes, and that just reminded me of it. I was going to bring it up because Lyrsa said she won the challenge week one, but we all know that yeah. Christian did. Christian. And I had written down in my notes that not drowning is not the same thing as being good at swimming. Yeah, you can't... <laughs> it's true. I said, you, you can't claim... You can't say, oh, I survived being in the water and then claim to be good at the challenges. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just because you didn't fail doesn't mean you succeeded. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we are going to pivot here to where I was right and wrong. My favorite and least favorite part because as a person who does college football pick'em, pro pick'em in multiple different ways against the spread, straight up, fantasy football, all that good stuff, fancy baseball, which I won my league. Just saying, um, I love to be right and I hate to be wrong. So we are going to kick off. We're going to debut the segment. Let's delve into it. Yeah, Lewis was right and wrong. Um, so since I, as I said I'd like to end on a good note, so we'll do where I was wrong last week. Um, so. I said that although Christian seemed like he was running things, as in he was my number one ranked person, that my number two was the person <laughs> that I thought was the absolute safest in the game, which was Jessica. <laughs> Dave, what do you think about the comments that I made about uh, the, my beauty queen Jessica last week? Was I thinking with the wrong head? No, no. I think you were thinking completely logical. I mean, Lyrsa could have gone after a number of people. She just happened to pick Jessica. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't go for B, actually. I mean, because although Jess is... I guess since they had the numbers to get rid of Jess anyway, right? then she's the one... If you have to like sway a couple people, I think B is the one that you're like, come on, why don't we just get rid of B? It's like the same thing. Right, yeah. So... 
I don't think, yeah, I don't think you were being illogical at all. I think that the chips just fell wrong for you. Exactly, yeah. So I was wrong, but I was still actually right, basically. That's yeah, what you're saying. whatever <laughs> helps you sleep at night. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, so where I was right, I said last time when I was talking about, uh, I think during Natalia's portion on the... Uh, the people, whatever it was, the rankings. The rankings. There we go. I, I said <laughs> that. Today. I thought the, or maybe it wasn't during hers because she wasn't in the top five. But it was at some point during the uh, Goliath's, uh, I think it was when her and Allison were kind of leading discussion about we're getting rid of Natalie yeah. or Mike. And I said, I thought the girls of Goliath would run the game. I said, the girls minus Natalie. Seems like also minus Allison. She said like pregame that she wanted to be part of an all girls alliance. She thought that would be awesome. And she doesn't get included in the first <laughs> all girls alliance. Yeah. So should have seen that one coming if they publicized that interview. Yeah. So the girls uh, looks like they are definitely in the best position in the game. The Goliath girls, and uh, I think that'll be pretty evident in our player rankings, which is coming up right now. Let's dive into it. We have a new top five. I think is, is anyone the same? Did anyone stay in the top five? Yeah. Um, I think two. I think these two. Okay. I don't remember if she was in there or not. I think she was, or maybe she was right outside. I don't remember. I mean, week one's always kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. So this week is more lined up, but uh, as always, we'll start with our honorable mentions, and I'll toss it to. You, Dave, uh, your honorable mention is? Uh, my boy, John. King, king of the nicknames. Uh, the mayor of Slamtown. Yes. That's Mr. Mayor of Slamtown to you. Mr. Nickname. Yes. Right. So I had him <laughs> in... Mr. Nickname is my father. <laughs> <laughs> call me John. John. <laughs> well, just call me John. <laughs> so I actually, in my personal rankings, I had him dead in the middle at number nine of the 18 people left. And I think he's just in a really good spot. The middle is still kind of a crapshoot because there are a lot of people who aren't getting a ton of social edits. And John's a guy who can definitely hold his own in challenges. He's setting himself up for uh, some good alliances. And I think he's the has his head on the straightest of the guys in Goliath. I think he may start to either figure out that girl's alliance or even side with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for now he'll probably side with them. Uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. He was nine on yours, so I actually had him higher than you did, but he's your honorable mention. Right. So, uh, but he, he's eighth overall this week. He is, I think, like six overall out of the lead, which remember those points are Dave's rankings added with my rankings to get a raw number. So like if someone is fifth on his and seventh on mine, they're 12 points total. So he was six of those points uh, away from the top five. Um, I agree. I think John is set up pretty well for now. My honorable mention is another Goliath member. She was tied for sixth, was Angelina. You were a little lower on Angelina. I had Angelina at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit more when I get to my number three and number one as to how I broke them apart. Right. But... Angelina, I think major props to her because 
She recognized that she could trust Kara and Natalia. Right. And she used that to make a solid alliance that is in a majority. This is like the anti-Carl. Carl says, <laughs> okay, guys. Hey, everybody here. I don't even, I'm not even paying attention to who's here. We're voting out Lyris tonight, all right? Is that cool? Angelina, she spends a couple days with these people, says, I feel comfortable with this person and this person. She says, hey, we all work like really good together, don't we? And they're like, oh, yeah, I love hanging out with you guys. You know, it's like, yeah. And it's like you have Dan and you have uh, Alec and I kind of have John. Like, we could really make something happen here. And they're like, wow, what? that's a great idea. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it. And it's like, but remember, we're like the top three. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, these guys are so stupid. Um, so I think Angelina had a great week. Uh, despite that she almost got heat stroke in the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two minutes and she's like, guys, I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty hot right now. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, eh, not mm, as hot as mm. Kara, but nice try. Yeah. So <laughs> Don't try to take take the leadership role in that one. <laughs> yeah. So also uh, another in, in terms of attractiveness, I think Natalia might be my new crush. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I just think she's really attractive now. I don't know where it came from, but. Uh, so maybe it's her gameplay. Yeah, I'm attracted to her game. <laughs> Those intangibles sometimes I really love, get you. I love a girl who can uh, get her nose tickled while she's asleep and freak <laughs> out. <laughs> okay. Quite nicely. So, uh, that's where our honorable mentions lie. But now we're going to get into our top five. And we actually had two people tied for fourth mm-hmm. to kick this off. So... I'll let you start. There's two people. You had one of them higher, and I had the other one higher. So uh, I will let you start. Tell me about Jeremy. Tied for fourth here today. I think that... First up, where'd you have Jeremy? I had Jeremy third. So not too far off of his actual placing. Where'd you have him? I had him ninth. Okay, so you had him... I'll explain that. You had him a little lower than me. I think that he's in... A pretty good position. I know we disagreed on that a little bit. He's still in a good position in the game, but we're thinking down the line, you know. He did find Dan's idol. That is why I had mainly the reason why I had him so high, because knowledge of an idol is more powerful than having an idol a lot of the time. And I think we debated this a little Unless bit. Unless no one has knowledge of the idol, then the idol's better. Right, right, right. <laughs> Dividing by zero. Yeah. <laughs> So, him knowing about the idol could go one of two ways. It could either really help his game play out, or it could be detrimental to him, depending on who he tells, how he tells them that Dan has this idol. They might even gang up against him, but I think... And how he tries to go forward with those people. Right, right. I think just a gut feeling, and by judging by how he plays, that it's going to end up well for him. That's why I had him ranked so high. Yeah, I had him a little lower, like I said, at ninth. Um, we're going to talk about some other people. A little bit of a spoiler here. Alec is not in the top five. He was slightly outside. But uh, I have him a little below Alec, a little below John, a little below those girls uh, that were in that alliance. And I think it's just a matter of... Like, if it comes down to it, you're not going to turn on the alliance that you just made at the very first tribal council. So I think he's one of four people that could go home. And if something crazy happens and they decide, maybe it is better that we keep Natalie 
and they say, we have a lot of strong guys here anyway. Who is the biggest threat here? They could say Mike or they could say Jeremy. That being said, I think he's very self-aware. I think he found the idol because he's playing very hard, but I don't think a lot of people know he's playing hard. He's being very social about it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a good player. Yeah, and he also kind of paired up he's with He's not a great player, I think. He Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But he he paired up with Mike we've seen in recent seasons like Wendell and Dom, uh Ryan and Chrissy, you know, people that pair up early in the game and seem to complement each other well and can kind of ride it pretty far. I think Jeremy and Mike complement each other well and I think that at the end of the day, I don't think he's in immediate danger, but he's not in like a super, super great spot. Mm-hmm. So, which could honestly be good because a lot of times you'll see like a tribe swap and then it's like, hey, that person was secure before and now they aren't as safe. Maybe we should take a shot yeah. at them. I think honestly, speaking of a tribe swap, he might fare very well mixed in with some Davids. Yeah, because he's like... He's not in that main group, so he could flip to the Davids if he wanted to, or if the Goliaths have an advantage. I think people like him enough that it's like, they're, we're not going to vote on Jeremy. He's in the middle, but a good middle. Yeah. Um, and speaking of riding the middle, our other guy, tied for fourth, is Nick. Last week, I had him last place, but he was my honorable mention. I said I saw a lot of potential for him. I had him at number five. You had him, I think it's seven. Yes, I did. Yeah. So uh, we got Nick here. I think he went from being completely unsafe to in the safest position at the David tribe because everyone wants – like he is the swing vote. Like him and Christian made the decision together, but I think Gabby was firmly on Lyris' side, and because of that, Christian was – and if you really want to get down to the numbers of it, that's four and four. And Nick was really the one in the middle. He could have flipped there. So I don't think it would have been a good move to go against your closest allies. For, right. Just to say, oh, I think Lyrissa should go instead of Jessica. Like, who really cares in the grand scheme? But, yeah, so we get uh, him strategizing with Christian. That seems to be a really tight bond. That's either Christian's... First or second closest bond, and Christian seems to be running the show at the David Tribe. So I don't think Nick is going home anytime soon. And he also showed a lot of awareness, both strategically and socially, in these past two episodes mm-hmm. that make me think that down the line he could be a very strong player. And if people take shots at, like, this person's a physical threat, this person is going after me, he could slip through the cracks. And if you let yeah. him get into, like, the final five or six, with a couple people that trust him, I think he's a potential winner. Yeah, I think he's definitely the most improved player of the week. I mean, he definitely jumped the most in our rankings. Yeah. And like you said, slipping through the cracks, I think he would also have enough uh, built on his resume to make a push for the end if he made it that far. Yeah. Okay, so moving along, Last week's unanimous, number one, Mm -hmm. it is Christian. He's dropped a little bit. I had him at number four. Dave had him at number four. I just talked a lot, so you can start on Christian. And I I don't think he dropped for any real reason. He didn't play bad at all. It's just other people played better. Yeah, and got more exposure. Yeah, got more exposure. This was a kind of 
low airtime week for Christian. He didn't <laughs> even though he got like the most confessionals. Yeah, but that's just because he's funny. Yeah, and the way the way he articulates himself is good oh, for TV. Yeah. It's good for TV. But uh, as far as gameplay goes, I mean, you saw him really. I don't know if I want to say taking Nick under his wing, but really aligning with him almost and putting Nick in a good position. Yeah, he's saving his life in that way that he's not mm-hmm. like Nick's not on the chopping block anymore, but he's allowing Nick to go from being a member of the tribe to in a power position. Yeah, and Mason Dixon. Mason Dixon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, he's he didn't drop for any real reason. It's just other people play better, but he still deserves to be in the top five definitely because he is running the Davids. Yeah. Um, I the only reason why I didn't have him a little bit higher was I wasn't exactly sure if the Jess thing is the right move. I still don't. But, you know, he decided these are the people I'm going to work with, and he committed to it, and he didn't waver. And I think that is important. So uh, we have that. Nick is kind of his right-hand man. Gabby is his right-hand woman. So I think he's very set up to move forward. I think the only way that Christian could really be a pre-merge boot at this point is if he gets swapped and there's either a lot of either Goliaths make up the majority of the swap tribe or he's there with Davids that don't trust him mm-hmm. like maybe Carl and B B is not making it to any tribe swap he's going home next but uh, <laughs> yeah so Christian not a terrible spot but uh, as you said there were some people who we thought played better and speaking of people who we thought played better, number two overall is your number one. Mm-hmm. I had her at number three. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Miss Kara. Kara K. Well, I had Kara at number one. It was hard to differentiate between her and Natalia. I really went back and forth. Spoiler. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who else would be? You know what I mean? We Dan really have the many. hot cop. <laughs> Dan the hot cop. Natalie is the best player. Natalie. <laughs> Natalie was last place. Nat- last time, for two two consecutive weeks. Yes. But uh, it was really hard for me to differentiate. I'm, I'm last place, but I'm dealing with it. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing. Just I'm tell gonna, me. I'm gonna sit my fat ass on my hands. Is what uh, I'm gonna are, do. Are you? Are you? Just tell me that you're not in last place, and that means you're not. You want to know why I'm not in last place? Why not? Because I'm not. Oh, very good. Oh, you must not be. (laughs) But I had a really hard time differentiating between Kara and uh, Natalia. And I went with Kara number one overall just because uh, she has Dan in the palm of her hand. She really can do whatever she wants with him. She's in that really strong alliance. And she could really screw Dan. I mean, she just has all the power, I think, in that tribe. Yeah. Um, I have her at three. I'm not going to talk about her here. I'm going to talk about her at number one because this is that top three that I was talking about earlier. Number one this week is Natalia. So Dave and I, uh, we Kara's score comes to a four because Dave had her first and I had her third. I had Natalia first and Dave had her second. Mm-hmm. So Natalia with a slight edge and... Here's basically how I break down. Natalia, who's my one, Angelina was my number two, and Kara was my number three. They're all in, on paper, they're all in the same spot, completely trusting each other, making the decisions for the foreseeable future at the Goliath tribe. 
I have Kara third because I think everyone knows that the thing is happening with Dan and everyone well everyone knows about the thing with Dan and I think that she could possibly be collateral damage for Dan down the line. I think the best thing that can happen for Kara is if the rest of the alliance stays intact but Dan somehow gets screwed and gets out of the game. I think then we could really see Kara mm-hmm. like blossom as a player. But that's why I had her there and also she knows about Dan's idol which is another reason why she's up high. But then I have Angelina ahead of her a little bit because she basically built that majority alliance. But the reason why she's not number one is that she doesn't know about Dan's idol, mm-hmm. which is the main reason why I have Natalia at first. She's in the core three with those other two girls. Like Kara, she knows about Dan's idol. But unlike Kara, she doesn't have a huge target on her back because of a showman's. And... Like Angelina, she was one of the architects of the Alliance. But unlike Angelina, she knows about Dan's idol. So I think she's the person right now with the most both social equity as well as information about other players in the game. So there's... And before I was like, ooh, she's targeting Natalie too much. She's going to put a target on her back. Right. Um, she really calmed down with that this week. I think... The only time where she like said that was when Kara said it first to Jeremy, and she was kind a great of, move. Yeah, never say anything first. Always compliment it second. Yeah, always double down when someone else says it. But yeah, so I think Natalia is in the best spot right now, and also, as I just mentioned, she is my new survivor crush. So <laughs> Natalia, although your your nose is being tickled by Alec right now. I could tickle your nose with an array of things. So at least it's not tickled by Lyrus's nose ring. <laughs> wow, you don't like my nose ring? Are you kidding me? We've been through this. <laughs> yes. Uh you dirty bitch. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> okay, uh any famous last words on Natalia? No, I think you pretty much summed it up pretty well. Yes, as Jeremy did multiple times. Hit the nail on the head here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a little fantasy survivor update. I'm kicking Dave's ass right now. I'm winning by one. <laughs> <laughs> and as we said, we get hundreds of points, though. It's still yeah. very close. Close that deficit. Yeah. I'm out of the negatives. Yeah, so like I got the one idol and Dave had with Dan. Dave got Davies. And then he got minus 10 for Pat getting medevaced. And then I had... Yeah, I had minus 10 for, <laughs> for <laughs> made a full recovery. Uh, for Jessica crying and Gabby crying. So we're just separated by how long players lasted in the game. And so we each have nine that are still in. But Pat got zero for surviving zero episodes. And Gabby, or not Gabby, uh, Jess got a measly one for surviving one week. So mm-hmm. I, that is the difference. Thank you, Jessica. I won't really miss you that much because you weren't that great at TV and now Natalia has my heart. So mm-hmm. uh, don't really care. So any comments on the beatdown that I'm giving you? Fantasy uh, no, I think the uh, score will tell itself. Tell its own story next week. Ooh. Is it more of a Mike White storyteller or Christian storyteller? Oh, Mike White. 
Ooh, so... Coming to a theater near you. Oh, yes. <laughs> For the Emoji movie. I can't believe that's the... <laughs> okay. So, uh, that's going to do it for our segment. Dave, you dirty bitch, do you have anything else you would like to you tell the... You stole my closing line, uh, even yeah. though I just used it. Um, no, I don't really have anything to add. I think we uh, did a pretty good job this week. Yeah, I really like this episode. Hands. Yeah, this is a good one. Still have to listen to it back, but I had a lot of fun this one. Um, so, as always, please remember to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe however you are listening. And uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at The Reality Gurus on Twitter. Um, that is at The Reality Gurus on Twitter. You can also follow me at Louis underscore CO3. You can follow Dave at Big Max 22. So, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us again, and we will see you guys next time.